You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. And if my thought dreams could be seen, they'd probably put my head in a guillotine. But it's all right, Ma. It's life and life only. Those words are from a Bob Dylan song. It's all right, Ma. I'm only bleeding. Do they sound strange? Do they make you laugh or smile? Or do you resonate with them? And if you do, does that scare you? If it does, it may be good news. You may be an HSE. What is an HSE? Today's guest has the fascinating answer. Hey, hello, storytellers, and welcome to another episode of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. I'm your host, Louis DiBianco. We're fortunate that our host, Audible, is enriching lives. They are offering you, our storytellers, a free audiobook download of your choice, plus a one-month free trial of all of Audible service, and you get to choose from more than 180,000 titles. Simply go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash story power and take advantage of this wonderful gift. Remember that this show is enriched by our dialogue with you, so keep your comments and inspired thoughts coming. Send them to Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, at changeyourstorypodcast.com. This is the second time that today's guest is appearing on this show. She's a mentor and coach to entrepreneurs. Her accomplishments include the 2014 Stevie Award for her virtual event, A Course in Business Miracles, 21-day discovery series that attracted close to 6,000 international registrants, and the 2015 Award for Best of Manhattan Coaching. She has appeared on Lifetime Television and has been published in numerous books, including Stepping Stones to Success, alongside Deepak Chopra. Get ready to expand your mind and your world as you listen to Heather Dominic. Heather, it is so good to have you back on the show. It is so fantastic to be on the show. I just enjoy speaking with you so much, and I love your podcast, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. So, to... Uh, bring our storytellers up to speed. You are a highly sensitive entrepreneur, and your specialty is working with highly special entrepreneurs. So remind us, what is your definition of a highly sensitive entrepreneur? Absolutely. So a highly sensitive entrepreneur, or as I like to refer to as an HSE, is a person who was born into this world highly sensitive. And that definition comes from Dr. Elaine Aaron and her research in the early 1990s, which really showed that there are 20% of us who are literally born into the world highly sensitive, which basically means that our nervous system is wired differently and differently in the way that we take in stimulation at a much higher level than someone who is not highly sensitive. So the work that I do is, again, for the person who's highly sensitive, who is oft also chosen to be self-employed. And what that means is that 
because the highly sensitive person is wired differently, they have to approach everything about their business, whether it be marketing or selling or operations, they need to approach that differently in a way that's aligned and matched with who they are as a highly sensitive. And again, that's the mentoring work that I do. Wonderful. Very clear, very, very specific definition. Now, before we get into some um, a discussion of what you call the shadows and strengths, how would a person know, an entrepreneur listening to the show will say, well, I'm an entrepreneur. Am I highly sensitive? What would be things that they should look for that would give them a clue? Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, first, I would definitely recommend that they take the quiz that I've created. And I know you and I will probably talk about that later because that will definitely let you know for sure um, if you are either somewhat highly sensitive, super highly sensitive, or if you're like me and you're super uber highly sensitive. And without taking the quiz, what you can do is you can first start by noticing how you respond to subtleties within your environment. And that can be anything from sound to smell to how a room is arranged, uh, including lighting and really truly any impact on your sensory being. And a highly sensitive will notice those subtleties where most likely a person who is not highly sensitive will not. The highly sensitive person is adjusting the lights, they're adjusting the temperature, they're able to rearrange furniture so it's most supportive and pleasing to the people in the room. And that's a very tangible place to start. From there, and like you said, you know, we'll talk more about what I refer to as the HSE shadows and HSE strengths. But an example of a strength is that you tend to be very intuitive. And an example of a shadow is that you tend to overwhelm easily. So those are also indicators that could kind of put your antennas up that says, hmm, I just might be highly sensitive. Beautiful. Um, I'm intrigued. So tell us in depth about all the shadows that you identified and all the strengths of the HSE. Yes, sure, absolutely. So first of all, just an explanation of what I really mean by shadows and strengths. So for most of us who were born into the world highly sensitive, we most likely were not taught anywhere along the way in terms of how to really use our highly sensitive nature in a way that's supportive. Because we are 20% out of the, uh, you know, versus the other 80%, most of the world is not designed to be supportive for who we are. And so that, for most of us, has had us operating in our shadows, meaning that we've developed what I also refer to as HSE coping mechanisms just to be able to get by. And so that will, that nature of just getting by, how can I try to pretend that I'm like the other 80% even though I am so clearly in the core of my knowing, you know, just sure that I'm, I'm not. And that will, again, have you in your shadow state. So I've identified 12 top HSE shadows. And this is really when, again, your highly sensitive nature is working against you rather than for you. And also, again, the shadow nature comes from most likely an unconscious connection and relationship with who you are as a person who's highly sensitive. So for example, a shadow, an HSE shadow is perfectionism. When you're in the HSE shadow of perfectionism, you will just toil away to try to get, for example, a marketing 
uh, material or piece of marketing material just in its most perfective state. And that will tend to lead to the next HSE shadow, which is procrastination, really putting things off rather than just putting them out there. And then, of course, there's the HSE shadow of overwhelm, and that comes from that nervous system wired tendency to just take in stimulation at a very, very high level. Also, if you tend towards the HSE coping mechanism of pushing, then most likely you'll experience the HSE shadow of overwork where you'll work really, really hard to be able to produce in a way that the other 80% can produce, but it will come at a very, very high cost for you and often in the form of exhaustion and often in the form of physical illness. There's also the HSE shadow of overprotection, and this tends to pair with the HSE coping mechanism of hiding. And the coping mechanism of hiding is where, again, you recognize that you can't really quite operate or produce the way the other 80% can. And so you develop all these tendencies to really avoid being in the world and not having to face or deal with or manage that overstimulation that can come from being highly sensitive. And so you develop as part of your coping mechanism of hiding this shadow of overprotection, all the ways that you try to protect yourself from half, from having to deal with or experience that overstimulation, that overwhelm. There's also the HSE shadow of analysis paralysis, and that tends to pair with perfectionism and procrastination. And it's really the opposite of the strength of being able to be a deep thinker. And when your deep thinker strength is working against you, then you're really just turning over thoughts over and over and over again, trying to, you know, come to uh, the absolute perfect conclusion, which, you know, is just basically humanly impossible. There's also the HSE shadow of shame, which we carry as highly sensitives for all the ways that we've experienced throughout our lives as quote unquote, not measuring up to the other 80%. We also have the HSE shadow of people pleasing. And again, that's the shadow side of a strength of being able to be empathic. And so we can often, uh, you know, intuit and we can often pick up what another person needs. And so when we're in our shadow side, we'll go above and beyond to please them, to please another person at our own cost. There's also the HSE shadows of being self-critical as well as judgmental of self. And the difference between those two shadows is that the HSE shadow of self-criticism is the voice that you hear inside your head that's telling you that there really is something wrong with you and why are you such a loser? Why can't you get it together? And all, all other forms of, you know, non-fabulous self-talk. And then there is the HSE shadow of being judgmental of others that judgment of self, we can so easily turn on others and to judge harshly uh, the other 80% or anyone that we see as creating difficulty for ourselves. And then the final HSE shadow is digestive or overall health issues. But particularly for highly sensitives and for highly sensitive entrepreneurs, it tends to show up in digestive difficulties and migraines. So those are the top 12 HSE shadows that I've identified. Once, I'm happy to, yeah. Once, I, I, fascinating. I mean, really, really fascinating. Um, I might have missed something here because I found, uh, what was 11? Because you said it was, um, you went self-critical, then you went judgmental. Was there one before digestive? Yes, which is judgmental of others. Right, but... Mm. 
Sorry, so self self critical and judgmental of self are actually two separate shadows. Oh, 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 I see. Okay, I got mm -hmm. it. Beautiful. Yeah. Judgmental of self. Okay. Let's cover the strengths now. Okay. So the 12 top HSE strengths that I've identified, first and foremost, is that we have the HSE strength of being intuitive. So again, there's the shadow and the strength go together, right? It's just about which side of the coin are you on when it comes to your highly sensitive nature and your highly sensitive abilities. And when we're really using those abilities to really be of benefit to ourselves and to others, that's when we're in our strengths. And when we're in our strengths as highly sensitives, we are extremely intuitive. And it really is our HSE strengths that really wires us to be excellent coaches, excellent healing practitioners, excellent creative entrepreneurs, or really any type of service-based business. Because we can really take a strength like being intuitive, and we can really use that to be able to serve and benefit our clients. But also we can use that to serve and benefit our own business needs, such as marketing, such as selling, such as operations. But you can probably imagine as you're listening that it requires an entirely different perspective than how the other 80% would approach, say, marketing, selling, or operations to approach those aspects of being in business from a place of intuition is very, very different than what is being taught in most business training, you know, arenas. Um, so in addition to the HSE strength of being intuitive, there's the HSE strength of being empathic, where we can really be able to feel and understand the experience of another person, of another human being. We also have the HFC strength of being extremely creative. There's also the HSE strength of being extremely visionary. And then there's the HSE strengths of deep listener, deep feeler, deep thinker. And we also have the HSE strength of being very deeply spiritual by nature. There's also the HSE strength of being excellent with language and the HSE strength of a deep belief in justice as well as the HSE strength of being detail-oriented and then the HSE strength that I mentioned earlier of, of the acute awareness of subtleties from environment all the way to another person's needs. And those are the top 12 HSE strengths that I've identified. Wow. There is, um, this is rich. That's what I want to say. This is very, very rich. Certainly something for people to um, meditate on. I was going to say think about, but actually meditate on. Mm. Let's jump to, not jump, but let's segue into... Okay a discussion of what you call the mechanisms, coping mechanisms of HSEs. Yes, yes, absolutely. So as I have been sharing, again, we as highly sensitives, we just have our nature and we have our abilities. And in any given moment, that highly sensitive nature, those highly sensitive abilities could be showing up on the shadow side or on the strength side. When we're in our shadows, feeling as if our highly sensitive nature is working against us, which my experience has been is that most of us who are highly sensitive, that's where we've spent the majority of our life because they don't tend to teach in a traditional elementary school, you know, in a lower grade school, for example how to really work with your highly sensitive abilities if you happen to be highly sensitive. So because those of us who are highly sensitive, again, are intuitive by nature, 
we picked up unconsciously at a very early age, whoa, wait a minute, the way that I think about things, the way that I feel about things, the way that I approach things is really different than everyone else in my school class or everyone else in my family. So this is not okay. That's the message that we get. It's different. So then therefore it's not okay. And so from that early on unconscious place of neural pathways wiring together, making that connection that because I'm different means there's something wrong with me. We then developed coping mechanisms to be able to quote unquote survive within the world that's designed for the other 80%. And I've identified three coping mechanisms for highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Now these coping mechanisms are probably showing up in other parts of your life. But what I've identified is that they, these coping mechanisms really show up when a highly sensitive enters into the world of being self-employed and tries to build a business. And so the first coping mechanism is a coping mechanism of pushing. And I am definitely a recovering pusher. So what the coping mechanism of pushing means is that, as I mentioned earlier, you will be able to accomplish what another 80 percenter can accomplish in their business, for example. But you will have to exert four times, if not even more than that, than the 80 percenter needs to exert to create. So it will come at a high cost. So let's take some basic marketing language, for example. So you'll be able to, say, successfully launch a program or a product. But once that program or product is launch, launched, you most likely will be completely wiped out, possibly even sick for a day, a week, or more. You will absolutely feel the immense amount of exertion and energy that it took to create the success of that launch, but you did it because you operated through the coping mechanism of pushing. Then we have the coping mechanism of hiding. So as Dr. Elaine Aaron likes to say, is that those of us who are highly sensitive, we don't have a fear of being overwhelmed. We have a fear of even the possibility of being overwhelmed. So the pusher will charge right through that. The hider has developed mechanisms to avoid situations that create that physical experience of overwhelm. So when an HSE is operating in the coping mechanism of hiding, they might have the most beautiful website, the most fabulous marketing materials. They might have created incredible programs or products. But when it comes down to what's required to actually market them, to actually connect with other people, to have a selling conversation, that highly sensitive entrepreneur, you can probably find them doing the laundry or taking care of their sick cat or taking care of the neighbor's sick cat or taking care of the neighbor's sick cat and the gerbil or any other way to hide and avoid those aspects of being self-employed that have the potential to really throw the HSE into overwhelm. And then the third coping mechanism is what I refer to as the combo platter. And the coping mechanism of being a combo platter is where you jump back and forth between the two. That you will have these periods of pushing and extreme exertion and then you'll go into hiding. And that is absolutely what I like to say is the HSE's definition of insanity. 
the combo platter, although all of the coping mechanisms are far from helpful or a really valuable place to build a business from, but the combo platter will have you absolutely feeling crazy and like you just can't make any kind of movement on anything anywhere. And then these coping mechanisms go into what I refer to and I've developed and teach as the HSE coping cycle, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> so those are the three coping mechanisms and how they tend to operate and again, how they tend to not work in your favor as a person who's self-employed. Well, why should coping cycle be another conversation? Why don't we? <laughs> because this is really, really valuable stuff. So, um, yeah, okay. share, enlighten us on the coping cycle. Sure, absolutely. So the HSE coping cycle that I've developed is really the breakdown of the process of what happens when you are thrown into your coping mechanism. And then what happens when you are trying to get out of your coping mechanism? So in real simplistic, uh, the real simplistic version, because I have an entire visual that goes along with this that helps the coping cycle to be taught and understood in a, in a very easily, easily digestible way. But basically, there's something first that triggers you as an HSE into the coping cycle, whether your mechanism is hiding or pushing or combo plattering, something will trigger you. And it could be, you know, absolutely anything and different for each of us as individual HSEs, but you're not walking around having your entire life experience within your coping mechanism. It's just what happens when you are triggered into an emotional state that feels difficult to deal with. And so most likely that is typically some experience of a shadow and a shadow behavior. But once you're triggered, then there's a, a quick start to the cycle. You experience the trigger, and as a result of experiencing the trigger, then you experience anxiety. Anxiety quickly shifts into fear. The fear quickly expands into a sense of lack of safety, and that's the big blaring lights for those of us who are highly sensitive, and especially as HSEs, is not feeling safe. And again, that comes from multiple experiences of being very aware that we're different and that it's not okay to be different. And then the mind computes that, again, the difference and the not okay with being different is actually a threat. So there's a sense of lack of safety. And from that lack of safety, that's when you kick into your coping mechanism. You'll be hiding, you'll be pushing, you'll be combo plattering. And then, again, you can't really stay there. So something will happen. You'll collapse out of your coping mechanism. You'll recognize like, oh my gosh, either as a pusher, I've just literally brought myself to this state of physical exhaustion. I know that for myself back before I was self-employed and I'm going into my 15th year of being self-employed, but in my previous career, my previous life as a high school drama teacher, that took so much out of me. I had to absolutely push through to just be able to do this work um, and work that I actually really loved, but I didn't understand at that time that I was highly sensitive, so I didn't really know how to manage it. So I was single at the time and pretty much I would come home on a Friday night, I would overeat because I was, would definitely use food to try to manage my nervous system. I would go to bed early and then I would pretty much sleep in and stay in bed until one or two o'clock um, on a Saturday afternoon. So, you know, talk about not having any life, but that was really me collapsing out of my coping mechanism of pushing. 
then if you're a hider, you'll come out of the coping mechanism because you'll recognize, you'll be able to tell, especially as an HSE, you're like, wow, I've created this fabulous coaching program and no one is in it. So <laughs> then there becomes the response to the coping mechanism. The reaction is that you start to beat yourself up. And those that's where those HSE shadows of the self-critical and the judgmental of self really kick in. And whether you're collapsing or beating yourself up, you're experiencing immense amount of shame at that point. Because you can see it, you can tell. You're like, I'm trying here. I'm trying really, really hard to do what it looks like this other person who happens to be an 80 percenter that they're doing quite easily. Why can't I do that? And from collapsing or beating yourself up in that shame, from there the cycle kicks into soothing. And this is where I always emphasize that soothing, coming out of hiding, or pushing is different than the combo platter that, you know, ping pongs back and forth between the two. But you'll soothe yourself. Again, I shared from my own experience a lot of the ways that I would soothe myself from being a pusher is I would overeat. I was an emotional eater. Soothing can take place in all shapes or forms. It can come in the form of meditation or yoga or taking baths or alcohol or, you know, um, you know, abusing relationships. It's not really so much about the thing that's used for soothing, as I always like to say, because there's nothing wrong with eating. We need to eat. There's nothing wrong with taking a bath. Baths are fabulous. There's nothing wrong with yoga. Yoga is wonderful. It's all about how that particular activity is being used. Is it being used for, you know, proactive uh, balance and creation? Or is it being used to soothe and to calm yourself out of the coping mechanism and then the collapsing and beating yourself up? And then from soothing, the cycle shifts into recovery and you start to rebound, which is what would happen for me from every Saturday afternoon to Sunday as a high school teacher. And then you're able to kind of get your bearings again, again, whether it's pushing, hiding, or combo plattering until the next trigger comes along and then whoosh, you're right back in the cycle. So that, in a nutshell, is the HSE coping cycle. Um, I'm stunned. <laughs> <laughs> you, heard, you, could, you could hear my silence. <laughs> so I want to, I know that you've lived through this, so I really want to know. I'm sure our listeners do. Was there a particular event, a pivotal moment? And we may have gone over this in our first interview, but it's worth repeating even if we have. Was there a pivotal event or moment that made you shift dramatically out of this into a more empowering way of being in the world? Absolutely. So it was about seven years ago in my business. And at that time, I had no idea that I was highly sensitive. And I had created uh, in my coaching practice at the time a significant accomplishment of uh, creating a seven-figure business but as I shared, I was operating within the coping mechanism of pushing, although I had no idea that that's what it was at the time. And it came at a really, really high cost. So I found myself towards the end of the year, I had done all of this work, including I had hosted two live events, and I wasn't only exhausted, I was over exhausted. And though I had created this significant income, I barely had a net to show for it because everything was so out of whack. And I absolutely went into this period of a dark night of the soul. 
And I really thought to myself at that time, if this is what it is to have quote unquote success within this industry, I don't, I don't think I want this. I knew that I was an excellent coach, which is what I was doing at the time. And now I operate much more from a mentor standpoint. But again, I knew I was an excellent coach. Of course I was. Because when I was coaching, I was able to be in my HSE strengths. It was everything else that came with being self-employed that had me in my shadows. So I made a decision at that time that I was going to just pull back from everything except to continue to pour my love into the current clients that I was working with at the time. I took myself off of email lists. I stopped listening to trainings. I didn't listen to any podcasts. I just went into this very deep internal space of inquiry. And it was through that process that I actually discovered Dr. Elaine Aaron. And then from discovering Dr. Elaine Aaron, discovered that I was highly sensitive. And I was like, whoa, this explains so much. And when I first discovered that I was highly sensitive, it wasn't the discovering that I was highly sensitive or realizing that I was highly sensitive that was so surprising. It was how highly sensitive I was. And so I started really working with that in my own business. And then probably about six months later, I brought one of Dr. Aaron's assessments into this group of 25 entrepreneurial women that I was working with at the time. And I had them all take the assessment. And lo and behold, every single woman in that room was highly sensitive. And what was really interesting about that, first of all, the fact that they were all highly sensitive wasn't so surprising to me because actually one of the foundational principle trainings that I teach is that your ideal client is a version of you. So that wasn't so, so surprising. I had pretty much, you know, had the intuitive sense that they were. But what was really interesting is not one of those 25 women wanted to be highly sensitive. They immediately saw it as a weakness and they immediately saw it as a detrimental label. And I thought to myself in that moment, okay, something really important is happening here because there's no way that neither I or any of these women or anyone else who's like them can actually successfully be self-employed for a lifetime if they're highly sensitive and they don't want to be. There has to be a way to work with this nature so that it really is working for you. It really has you in a place of strength. And now what I even say is that when you really learn how to operate from your strengths, not only are they strengths, but they're actually superpowers. But what it requires is it requires that willingness to look at everything differently. And that's why my business is named A Course in Business Miracles, because I've been a student of the psychological and spiritual curriculum and teaching of A Course in Miracles for over 30 years. And according to that teaching, the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception, and I know for myself, that's what I experienced in that dark night of the soul. I, I experienced a miracle because I began to see things differently. And that is now what I mentor other HSEs to do, to be able to first and foremost see themselves differently rather as, you know, that there's something wrong with you, but that actually there's everything that's fabulous and glorious about you. You need to be willing to look at business differently than another 80 percenter does, and you need to be willing to be in your business differently. And if you have that willingness and you, through that willingness, enter into, you know, what I teach as a process of retraining, retraining your mind 
to be able to operate from that position of strength, everything changes. Business becomes so much easier and so much fun. And that's why mentees who come into my Business Miracles mentoring programs who have taken every coaching program under the sun and have no success and only have debt are able to come into my mentoring programs and are enrolling clients. And it's why then you are able to actually experience just a sense of fulfillment and peace in your life, which I have been able to do. Uh, and then, of course, that's what I you know, teach and share and mentor others to do uh, because you know, there's just nothing that was going to come from those of us who are highly sensitive being stuck in our shadows. You know, Dr. Elaine Aaron says that those of us who are highly sensitive, that we are the royal advisors of society. We are needed to be able to balance out that more warrior type of energy of the other 80%. And in order to do that, to really fulfill our royal advisor role, we need to be willing to claim the, the power of the strengths that we possess. Um, and so did I have a moment of shifting into empowerment? Absolutely. And everything that I've created since that time, about seven years ago, is the result of that shift. Do you still find that on a daily basis, you have to work to maintain that? That's a great question. I don't have to work nearly as much as I used to. And yet, one of the very first foundational principle training that I teach in my six-month mentoring program is to learn how to manage your energy so that you can really shift out of fear and into faith. And that is something that I absolutely do every morning. It's something that I do before any major business decision. And so to develop that core practice of energy management supports that maintenance and supports being able to stay steady within your strengths rather than getting sucked into your shadows. Um, but of course, you know, I, I definitely still feel those shadows creeping in. I mean, I live in New York City, which I love and I've really always been able to create sacred spaces within this, you know, fabulous, vibrant, but very, very hectic city. And every once in a while, you know, I'll be somewhere maybe at a museum with my husband and I can feel, I can just feel the overwhelm and it happens so fast. But the difference is, is that in the past, I wasn't able to be aware that the shadow was kicking in and then I'd go right into the coping mechanism. But now I have the awareness and then therefore I'm able to use my ability of language to kick into that strength, to ask for help, to communicate to my husband that I need to do something differently or whatever it might be. So much easier, still highly sensitive. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but as you were talking what came to mind is that it seems like an important step toward making this transition from being in a disempowered state to an empowered state would be a form of surrender. Yeah, that's a great, um, yes, it's a very powerful word. And I would say that you are absolutely right and that goes back to that willingness. And as A Course in Miracles says, all we need is just a little, just a little willingness, not a whole big flood, just a little willingness to let go of those shadow behaviors, of those coping mechanisms that have kept you in a space of false safety up until now. But even if it's a false safety, most likely it is a place of comfort. And that's really where the surrender comes in is that, you know, it goes back to that Anais Nin quote, which I can't remember word for word right now, but basically that says, you know, that it's more painful to stay the way that you are rather than to experience the unknown 
of change. And that that's what it needs to be. You need to be willing to let go, to surrender all the ways that you've coped, all the ways that you've kept yourself and what I like to refer to as a comfort cocoon up until now because the desire to experience that empowerment, to experience that freedom becomes so much more of a drive. And honestly, that's one of the things that Dr. Aaron says is that our shared purpose as highly sensitives is liberation. That is the main reason why we're here is to go through a journey to come to a place and a space where we truly feel free. So that desire has to be greater. And then absolutely, you have to surrender. You have to die to who you are. I love it. How can people contact you and how can they access what you call the quiz? Yes, absolutely. So definitely, as you've been listening, if you've been resonating with what I've been sharing and Lewis and I have been talking about and you're thinking, ooh, geez, I think that might be me, then you'll want to go to www.hsequiz.com and it'll take you through the quiz that I've developed, which is an expansion of Dr. Aaron's work. And at the end of the quiz, you will receive your results that will tell you, as I mentioned earlier, whether you're somewhat of an HSE, a super HSE, or if you're like me, you're a super uber HSE. And then depending on where you fall, you'll receive a free HSE success guide, which will walk you through how to begin to work with this new knowledge, to work with this new understanding and awareness so that you can really begin to be on that path of being in your HSE strengths and all the rewards that are waiting for you when you do that. And to reach you directly would be what, hse.com? Uh, that's businessmiracles.com. Okay. So, Yep, and you'll find the quiz at either place, either hsequiz.com or businessmiracles.com. Heather, I'm not even going to ask you for any final thoughts because you really, you, you've given them. <laughs> you've, given, <laughs> you've given above and beyond. This is a, a very, very rich um, conversation that you've engaged in. You're... Thank you for your your depth and thank you for your transparency. And um, you know what? I think there's going to be a part three. I would love that. Thank you again. Thank you. I just so appreciate you, your podcast, the way that you just run and... Um, manage and deliver all of the fabulous information that's always offered. And I'm honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. I received that. Thank you once again, storytellers, for spending time today with me and Heather Dominic. I do this show because it enriches and expands my world. I know that if you allow it to, if you allow the gems that you're given each and every week by the special guests I interview, that it will also enrich and expand your world. Please pay this forward. Let people know that they can enjoy this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and at the website changeyourstorypodcast.com. And at that website, you will find a free gift that I have created for you, an ebook that you can easily download called Storytelling Secrets for a Rich Life and Business. Our sponsor is Audible, and they offer to you one of the most enriching gifts that you can possibly treat yourself to, audiobooks that can expand your mind change your thinking, propel you to new levels of success while you're working out, while you're driving your car. I really 
I can't overemphasize how important it is for you to visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash story power and choose any audiobook of your choice from more than 180,000 titles. Download it and keep it absolutely free and get a 30-day free trial of all of Audible's service. I didn't mention one particular book on the show, but I am going to mention it now because it's relevant to the discussion that I had with Heather. The title is Natural Brilliance by Paul R. Sheely, and that's S-C-H-E-E-L-E, Overcome Any Challenge at Will, A Complete Guide for Experiencing your potential. Download it if it's available on Audible, and I can't imagine that it wouldn't be. And if it's not, then choose another title. Continue to share your thoughts and feelings about this show. I would love to know what you received today from Heather. Send your comments to Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, at changeyourstorypodcast.com or Lose Club, L-O-U-S-C-L-U-B, at gmail.com. Heather's conversation today has everything to do with changing your story in a very powerful way. The HSEs that she refers to change their story from one that is very disempowering, that limits their ability to enjoy life, and to enjoy success, to an empowering story that gives them access to everything that they dream about. I'm willing to bet that if you're human, you may have a degree of a disempowering story in your head. Maybe you're even an HSE, and you'll find that out by taking Heather's quiz. And even if you decide that you're not an HSE, but that you definitely could benefit from eliminating your disempowering stories, then by all means, begin to ask yourself, how can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Louis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.